Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us right now is former NFL cornerback Troy Vincent. He was drafted by the Dolphins, seventh overall out of Wisconsin in the 1992 NFL Draft. He also played for the Eagles, Bills, and Redskins during his 15-year NFL career. He was a five-time Pro Bowler, an All-Pro, and both a Walter Payton and Bart Starr Man of the Year Award winner. He was recently inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. He is currently the Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the NFL. Most importantly, though, he is a follower of Jesus, a husband, and a father of five. Troy, thanks so much for joining us again here on Unpacking It. How are you? I'm doing excellent, and thank you for the introduction. All glory be to God. But thanks for having me again. I'm here. Week 10. (laughs) Amen. Absolutely. So uh, first up, we'll talk about the the NFL season so far. And and so through 10 weeks, what do you think has defined the season? What are the biggest storylines that have stood out to you? I would say I will begin with just a young quarterback play. Mm. When you think about where we are after 10 weeks of play, been 119 games that has featured at least one starting quarterback under the age 27. I wow. think I, I, I believe that that's the most at this point in NFL history. So just a young QB play. I think we're now clearly into the old guard, the new guard. That we see the transitioning happening of. Obviously, Brady's still playing well. Breeze is still playing well. But when we think about Deshaun Watson, we think about Patrick Mahomes, we think about Lamar Jackson, we think about what Gropp is doing out in San Francisco. This new wave, of this young quarterback is now taking the realms of the game. So that that's exciting to see. You know, we've had 10 quarterbacks that have a passing rating of 100 plus. Mm. That's the second most in NFL history. So we're just seeing this new Kyler Murray's on, you know, he's now on the scene. So when I look at, when I think about looking at the data, looking at the analytics, looking at the games, those are the things that really, 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 really jump out. Yeah, well, and it is your perspective being in the NFL office, and you know, it seems like in recent years, and really since the NFL has been been going, the quarterback has always been the the focus and you know the center around the the league. So, is there great optimism then that the league continues to be you know so quarterback driven and and really defined by the quarterback position? No question. Like and like any major sports league. We have our stars, and let's let's say when we talk about from Peyton Manning to Tom Brady to Drew Brees, they carried our sport for mm. you know for two generations, in particular Tom. But just think about these three quarterbacks that are under the age of twenty-five, with Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun. The future is bright. Yeah, I mean, and, and the way they're playing the game is dynamic. When you got good quarterback play, when touchdowns are being scored, teams are going back and forth. So I say quarterback, and I go there. We got young, good defensive talent too. You look at it with Aaron Donald and Jalen, what those guys are doing. 
kid up in uh, the young man up in, in Indy. But the game is generated by points and excitement, and you're seeing these young guys just take it to another level. Absolutely. Troy Vincent, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and yeah, you think about the kind of the end of the careers for guys like Eli Manning, and we'll see how long Ben Roethlisberger plays and all that sort of thing. But to know the league is in good hands, it's exciting for us as fans and, and I know for, for the NFL overall as well. Well, let, let's talk about some exciting news in, in your life as you kind of look back at your NFL career. You were recently inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. What was the experience like, and, and how much did, did that honor mean to you? It was a tremendous week last, last week for my family and I. Both Tommy and I are natives of the Philadelphia area, born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey. And then I went over to uh, the suburbs of Philly to finish up high school. So it was a special moment. You know, I, I have kind of one of those surreal storylines or journey playing ball local, going off to college, then coming back as a free agent to, to play eight seasons in Philadelphia with a lot of wins, bunch of division games, bunch of championship games and get over the hump. Mm. But just coming back and seeing, I was reminded last week and I, I mentioned this in my remarks Donovan and I were acknowledged. Mm. We're being Donovan. Donovan and I were the two that were being recognized. But we did it together. Mm. We won in Philadelphia because of good people, good trainers, good head coach, good teammates, good people. But tonight, that night, we were being acknowledged. Mm. So it was a special moment for me just to give thanks. And I was just reminded of the number of people who have sowed the seed in my life that kept the bumpers, as I would say, that, that kept the, the car on the on the track. Mm. And I was just, as I, as I was thinking back through high school, Mr. Dundella, you know, didn't, didn't know me from a can of paint mm. comes to me in the hallway and says, Hey, I, I saw you play some ball in the gym the other day during gym session. You should come out. I think you got a chance to, you can be something special if you come out at that, at that juncture, didn't, hadn't played high school football and then going through college, you know, the words that, you know, Coach Alvarez, those seeds and all of the coaches, those life skill moments. And then as a professional with Coach Shula and Andy and Ray Rhodes um, and Joe Gibbs, like I've been so fortunate. Wow. Leslie Frazier, my position coaches, Emmett Thomas, I've been so fortunate, my family and I, and so thankful knowing that we're here because of what people have done for us spiritually. And mm -hmm. then having to have my, you know, my closest friends first time. Where I've, that I've actually actually had friends, or, or as I called them that evening, acknowledge them as confidants. Mm. These men hold me accountable in the body of Christ. Mm. So Aeneas Williams, Tony Richardson, Leonard Wheeler, Scott Turner, Takeo Spikes, Bobby Taylor. These are my accountability partners. And I mentioned that because it was a special moment to know that it was the prayers. It was the accountability and that accountability of being a husband, of being a father, of being a son, of being a nephew, accountability of being a teammate, mm. and then more importantly, accountability to the body of Christ. Who are we? Why are we doing what we do? It was a special, uh, again, I know I ran, ran on a little bit, but it was, a, it was a special week, a special moment for my wife and I, and we're truly grateful. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome to hear. Troy Vincent recently inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame and, and with us right now on Unpacking It. And you mentioned those those confidants and, and being held accountable. What what does that practically look like? Because I think maybe we hear that word accountability, but but you know, in a week in, week out basis, how does that play out for, for you and those guys? 
it's the daily, hey, how you doing? Not, no, I'm good. No, what does good mean? Mm. To how's the wife? How's the children? How are you doing? What are you studying? Yeah. How many lies have you impacted? Mm. The sharing of different sermons around the country of, hey, give me a praise report. And we're always just talking about, why are we here? We always talk about the why. And then the accountability of, hey, things aren't going well at home. You know, I'm in a funk. I haven't been communicating properly. Boom, take me to a scripture. That accountability partner is not looking for lip service. Mm. That, that accountability partner is not looking to be my friend. My, that accountability partner is to hold me accountable. Mm. Okay, what does, what does God's word say about that? That also that accountability partner, these men, they don't allow me to give an excuse. <laughs> well, I'm blaming on somebody else. Nope, look yourself in the mirror. Where are you? And always talking about controlling the controllables and reminding me each and every day, okay, are you happy with what you see? What difference did you make today? Was God able to use you where you were today? Mm. So that's, and that's what we do for each other. So for them to be part of uh, that moment and part of my daily life, which I believe all people should have accountability partners, not people that you can go to that's going to agree with what you're agreeing about, but actually hold you accountable and speak life into you. Amen. Amen. It's such a great challenge from Troy Vincent uh, here on Unpacking It. And uh, along those lines, you know, them challenging you and asking you, hey, what are you studying? What, what are you learning? Let, let me ask you that and, and just kind of curious, maybe what has God been recently stirring in your heart about that, that you'd be willing to share? And, and what has maybe been your focus from a, a spiritual standpoint in your life? What's, what's been on my heart lately is I, I keep getting asking the question of what's next? Mm. What's next? And that's both professionally and I get the question personally. And I've, I've never been one who has gotten, gotten in front of where God wants to take me. But that question of, okay, what's next for you? And realizing that I have not finished my current race of where I'm, the assignment that I'm on today. Well, what's the assignment? I got to make, making a difference where, where I'm at today. Mm. That is with the people that are counting on me each and every day from my colleague standpoint, my wife and my children, you know, where, 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 where they are, what's been on my heart is to focus in and knowing when I'm speaking to people, what's a distraction what can actually take me off of the promises that the Lord has granted me mm. or granted you or mm. granted all those who are listening to unpacking? It is it is staying focused on today because God's word says tomorrow is going to come with or without us. And then when I think of work is, OK, what's your priority is youth. It's youth football. It is making sure that we are we have the best officiating department and officials in the entertainment and the sports entertainment business and those two become the the priorities and go and god how do you use me in that space to develop the best mm. to identify the best mm. how do we talk to god how do you use this platform in informing a parent about our sport or about the sport of football and why their children should play um, so those are two things that are that are like priorities that I think about each and every day. And then I'm always reminded by the scripture in Psalms 145 
verse 13 and 14, that the Lord is faithful to all of us of his promises, is loving towards all of his creation. The Lord upholds those who fall. And that's a reminder to me that I, that we all, not just we all have what it takes through Christ. Amen. That's great stuff from Troy Vincent here on Unpacking It. Former NFL player, spent 15 years in the league and now works in the front office as the executive vice president of football operations. And, and along some of what you were saying and, and just getting your thoughts, considering you've got this important leadership role and I was reading a little bit about you and stuff, and, and you were talking about how you feel like you're a good listener. And, and so what have you learned about the art of listening? And, and even as you were talking about you know, knowing what's next and, and feeling, all right, you got to finish where you're at right now, but you got to listen to kind of know what is next. And so what have you learned about being an intentional listener from a spiritual standpoint, but then also just as a, a leader and, and, and in, your, in your role day to day? So I, was, I would say it starts with, reminding yourself or asking yourself, who are you listening to? Ah, that's good. So I would begin with, I want the unfiltered word of God. Mm. And when things are, I say, off kilter or they don't feel like they're aligned, who am I listening to? Because that's my barometer. That's my navigation system. Who am I listening to? One starts with Christ. Mm. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. Mm. And then when we start talking about in the corporate structure, being a good listener is making sure that my colleagues and that I are actually hearing people out and being inclusive to their thoughts and their opinions and their suggestions, which means zip your lip, <laughs> being, be intentional about making contact and listening and actually repeating what someone is sharing to you mm. after they have finished. That's right. I just, I just feel like that inclusiveness and that's a willingness. Most, most of us we see aren't willing to listen because we know everything. That's right. So I, I just share that in, in, in terms of that's like working the muscle. You got to train the listening muscle. You got to train, you got to train yourself to say, it's not about me today. It's not about what I think. This is about listening and being inclusive to everyone else. That's speaking on this topic. No, it's it's such a, a good encouragement because it, it matters as a as a dad, as a husband. We, we got to be able to listen, and and so often we want to just get our voice out there and our opinions and our perspective, and and so often we can learn so much by by just listening. So good word from Troy Vincent, and and then also as a as a leader, what does it look like for you to invest in your own? personal development so when it comes to you know spiritual growth and, and mentally physically professionally what what does that the development look like in your life as i mentor as, as the lord allows me to mentor and share and coach others oh you are who you are where you invest your time mm. you become where you where you are spending and investing your time your resources and your energy so we as individuals, it's always going back to because we all go, the Lord going we all gonna get the same question. <laughs> we all get the same question at what have you done for the least of them? And when we're in a mirror each and every day, we should just ask ourselves. It's just a simple question, it's just look yourself in a mirror and just ask yourself, Who am I? Mm. And what did I do today for the least of them? So making that personal investment in yourself, whether that's time in scripture fellowshipping, at church, worship center, wherever that may be, that's a personal investment. 
that has to be at the top of your daily agenda. Mm. When we wake up, what are you putting in your ear gate when you go to the gym? Make a point to myself. There's no more music. I want the unfiltered word of God. I want I want some nuggets. I'm looking for a nugget that day to carry me through or that I may share with someone else. So that personal investment in yourself is critical. So good. Troy Vincent with us here on Unpacking It. 15 years in the NFL and now an executive VP of football operations for the NFL. And, and you mentioned the, the least of these and, and the mentality of, of serving others. And, and just in keeping up with your, your Twitter, you, know, you post about hashtag service Saturday uh, about you know, NFL teams and some of the serving that they do in the community. And, and so I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what, first off, why is it so valuable to share about what players are doing away from the field? And then what do you say to the fans who feel like, ah, it's just, you know, these guys, they're, they're obligated to do it. They, they do it just for show. But, but what do you know about NFL players and really their heart to serve and, and your willingness to kind of share what they're doing? Well, one, there's no obligation. These are, these are adults. Uh, these men are making a choice. And this is where I just try to share in my little small influence, my little small space, just the great work, the service work that the men, the professional athletes, the student athletes, the coaches that they're doing each and every day or on a weekly basis in their respective communities. So I call it Service Saturdays to acknowledge just what people are doing. It's a choice. It's not an obligation. It's not putting your these are these are choices that they've elected to make to serve others. Now, when we talk about service and the least of them, specifically the references or I'm referencing, what are you doing for people who can't help you? Because see, oftentimes we do things for people that because we think there's a reciprocation or we're going to get something back from it. Imagine doing something for someone who can't help you. That's the difference. So um, the Service Saturdays has been doing that for a few years just to talk about the extraordinary work that the players are doing and just wanting the fans to see that they're part of actually the players in their service work. The players aren't doing it on their own. Mm. They're doing it collectively with family members, with friends, with corporate partners to serve the underserved communities. I, yeah, I'm here in Charlotte, and, and I know the Panthers, the, a lot of those guys do some awesome stuff in the community. So cool that, that you're sharing some of that on, on Twitter, and uh, it's just good to uh, you know encourage other people to say, all right, if these guys are doing it, we can do it too. It doesn't, you don't just have to be an NFL player to impact the community. So I did want to ask you another kind of NFL topic, and I, I find this, this, this whole season really special with it, NFL 100 and celebrating 100 years of the league. And so from your perspective, being in the, the front office of the NFL, how's it been going? What, what is kind of the, the, the goal and, and what's the, the hope for, for this season? Well, the, the goal for NFL 100 was just celebrating 100 years you know, of football. I mean, last week uh, I had the opportunity to, to travel over to MetLife Stadium and do a ball transfer with, you know, they're celebrating 150 years of college football. Think about that. College football, the first game was in 1869, Princeton Rutgers. And that's, a, you know, we had 150 years, and now we're celebrating. The centennial was just, we're really celebrating what each of the franchises have done in, the, in, in, in their history. So we're celebrating youth. We're celebrating high school. We're celebrating the alumni. We're celebrating the fan base. And we're doing it at each individual city upon what the clubs are looking to do in their own markets. 
it's been special and every mm-hmm. and you can just see it from city to city you go to green bay their centennial you look at their their their, their legends coming back you look at how the you know what has changed in the stadium from tailgating it's just a true football celebration and it's been going over well Oh, that's great to hear. I love that, and it's, it's been fun watching some of the countdowns that, that the NFL Network is doing as well, and so uh, fun to argue and debate who should be ranked where, and so it's, it's been a blast. Troy Vincent with us right now on Unpacking It, and I want to talk about something that, that you're very passionate about, and, and, and you speak out against d- domestic violence and, and raise awareness for it, and you also talk about the importance of forgiveness along with that, and so what have been some of the, the recent initiatives or, or some of the, the wins surrounding you lending your voice to, uh, to speak out against domestic violence? Uh, my wife and I, Tommy and I, as a family, you know, we're just out, we would say we're out, we're out hitting the streets pretty hard mm. of just trying to find a few other soldiers that there are people that are aligned with, with our thought, with our heart about ending this crime. So we're doing Listen and Learns. We're doing brunches to discuss. My wife is now part of the National Domestic Violence Hotline, that board. So we're just, we're lending, not only lending our voice, but we're actually, we're seeing the identification of um, young leaders, both men and women, who want to say, say no to these crimes. Mm. Also, you mentioned there's a, there's a, there's a piece of us, we have to always understand too, that just like the Lord has forgiven us and show us grace, we have to also extend that to others. So we know a lot of these tragedies, they're, they're tragic, but we also know what research tells us that the couples, they stay together. If they're going to stay together, we got to continue to love on those abusers. Mm-hmm. We got to continue to educate um, those abusers about the impact that that has on someone else's life. So the efforts are constant. That, that doesn't change. Now we're just getting aligned with more people uh, around the country, uh, in particular around with, with law enforcement agencies like the YWCA. Um, you see many more institutions now having more uh, a real comprehensive platform on their college campuses. Oh, and then really the focus is changing young men's lives, changing and educating young teenagers um, on the difficulties and giving them numbers. The facts don't lie. These facts don't lie, and they got to change. These numbers should drive each of us to go out there and participate. The numbers, the, these numbers should, should should say that this is not this is our issue, as my daughter would say. She puts it best. This is not one community's issue, one gender's issue. This is our issue. No, yeah, to, to not look the other way, to uh, to engage and be aware of what's what's really taking place right right around us too. Yeah. So uh, very important. Troy Vincent, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and you mentioned your, your wife and, and a part of what you guys do together and just your whole family as well is Vincent Country, which is a faith-driven family lifestyle brand committed to positive social impact. So, so what are some other uh, things going on with, with Vincent Country? What, what has oh, you most excited? So that's, that, you know, that's at the heart and soul of every conversation at home. It's about faith, our faith. It's about, it's about family, and it's about food. <laughs> and it. we are now we're actually preparing to, to head down to Miami. Um, we do an activation there uh, called Safe Zone. Oh. And that 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 activation is geared towards uh, K through six graders or K through five, depending if if sixth grade is beginning in middle school where we are. This is where we try to have a safe. We call it the safe zone where get kids come out, parents, 
teachers and we just have three or four hours of just fun mm. creating an environment of love to see kids smile that aren't after, that that aren't actually smiling every day wife is out putting out she's doing her thing she's on camera um, talking about our faith walk talking about family values so we're just sharing what the Lord has put on our heart and our experiences so that others can learn and, and encouraging others mm. to share their story. We're just talking about Vincent country here, but everybody has a story. Everyone has a country. Uh, um, so I'm three. Uh, last year when I spoke to you, I had one granddaughter. Now I have three. Oh, so big year. Um, I'm pop pop. Yeah. They call me pop pop. I'm pop pop. And I'm, I've officially taken on that title and I love every moment of it. Oh, that that's awesome. Well, since we last talked, I had a daughter. So I'm uh, my first oh, congratulations. daughter. So big, big year for, for Johnson country here, here in Charlotte. <laughs> yes. So, uh, no, it's cool. So vincentcountry.com is the, the website, faith, family, food. And, and last question, Thanksgiving, right around the corner. What, what's, what are the plans for Vincent country? So this is special. So this is what, so when we talk about Vincent country, we talk about what we're doing as a family. Now we have two boys who are in college. So my daughter and her husband, Desiree and Deandre, they just moved into their home out in Detroit. So we're going to take, Vincent Country, we're going to go on the road. <laughs> Last year, we were up in, in Columbus. My son, they were playing Michigan, I think, around that time. This year, what we're going to do is we're going to go to Detroit. So we're going to have Thanksgiving at my daughter's home, uh, Desiree's home, in Detroit. Then we're going to head over to – it is the week after Thanksgiving. We're going to then drive over the next day, day or two, over to Ann Arbor to watch the Columbus – to watch the Buckeyes versus the Michigan Wolverines. So. Uh-huh. That's what things we're looking forward to. So everyone's kind of sending in to Tom. Hey, don't forget the peach cobbler. Make sure you get the, the, the seafood mac and cheese, not just the mac and cheese. Uh, we want to fry turkey, and we also want to bake turkey. So everyone's starting to send over uh, what their wish list is on food. Oh, it sounds delicious. Well, well, enjoy it. And then, of course, your son plays for Ohio State, so so enjoy watching him and uh, – Man, that that's, sounds like an exciting couple of weeks. So enjoy it. Glad we were able to catch up here on Unpacking It and uh, keep up the great work. We really appreciate it, Troy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. God bless you all. Awesome. You too. There's Troy Vincent, Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the NFL, with us here on Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week. 